Welcome to another episode of the Crick Blog Podcast, where I've just witnessed a Dawid Milan masterclass in probably the most low-key Australia-England series that I've witnessed. We'll chat through that, um, a couple of talking points from that series already. Um, and we look at South Africa and India faltering, the WBBL starting, uh, and then today we look at some T20 World Cup predictions in our takes. So uh, another exciting episode ahead with, with plenty of plenty of white ball cricket um, upon us. Uh, Shabo here from Crick Blog uh, with my co-host Nash. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Really looking forward to the World Cup. It's almost mm. upon us and um, some good T20s going on with the Tri-Series in New Zealand with the, yes, the um, with England well. and Australia playing in, in Australia as well. And um, you know, the warm-ups have already started with the yep. World Cup um, with various teams playing across Australia. So really exciting time, really big World Cup ahead and um, looking forward to looking forward to discussing all of it on the on this podcast. Just wanted to, to touch on uh, the Masters of the Spirit of Cricket, um, England, the first T20. Uh, Matt Wade, we, I, I think he, he should be out when you do that. Um, pretty ordinary stuff from Wadey. I thought, um, obstructing the field deliberately, clearly, and then England choosing not to uh, appeal. What did you make of that? Yeah, like I said, um, after the <laughs> last time it happened <laughs> around Spirit of Cricket on Twitter, I think the England English people just in general try to take the high horse and um, sit on the high horse and try to take the moral high ground and Whenever it suits them, obviously. So, it's there's nothing consistent there. Put it put um, it this as way, as it has been with Sam, put it put it this way. Centuries. It's not gonna, not gonna, that won't happen in a World Cup game. Let's be real. Well, and that's what jo- Josh Butler was saying. Um, it, you yeah. know, it, it can't be situational. You can't if you if be stick to one side of the argument. Hundred percent. You can't chop and change according. To when it suits you, um, mm. yes, they might not do the run out at non-strikers and in the World Cup, and they sort of went half and half on this one. It's clearly obstructing the field. Mm. Everyone knows that. Everyone it's in the rules. Even it's Matthew in the rules. Wade mm. knew that. And Josh Butler conveniently answers it. Oh, I did not see what was happening. Surely he could have just asked the other players. Um, and that's what he said, like, oh, I could have asked other players. And and in that, like, I've played enough cricket. Everyone's played enough cricket, even those listening. You, you definitely consult your fielders and your players and your teammates. Even Mark, Mark, Wood, Mark Wood can, can, can speak out as well because he was clearly definitely. instructed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and maybe he wasn't even, Mark Wood even wouldn't have reached the ball to catch it in the first place. But he was denied the chance, yeah, and yeah, exactly. There's, there's nothing wrong with appealing for that. That's that's blatant. It's not against the spirit of cricket yeah. at all. I, I, I just yeah. don't get it. And it's moment. one of the dismissals as well. Out of all the ten dismissals, dismissals in cricket, it's one of the dismissals. It's it is obstructing the field. Yeah, that's right. It's um, in the rules. <laughs> it doesn't happen every day. It doesn't happen in every game. It doesn't even happen every year. But it's there. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. And um, as I said before, if it's a big World Cup game, you're going to see England appeal for it. But you're right. I, I think, you know, have a belief, have a have a viewpoint and stick to it. You know, as you said perfectly, don't chop and change um, because what Matt Wade did there was wrong and he should have been out. But 
on anyway while we're on Matt, Matthew Wade uh, mm. Shabel, one mm-hmm. thing i saw on on twitter after after that happened um mm. it's not like Aussies to cheat is it uh, no comment what, what's your what's what's your opinion there <laughs> no comment but i thought some of the language that was used um <laughs> to describe him i felt if he was of a nas- another nationality and you said that word after describing his nationality it was a c word yeah. everyone would have been up in arms it should not depend on someone's nationality use the c word yeah. after their anyway but, but, that's all i'd but say it, but in it's, terms it's, of it's in terms of cheats I, 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 I won't i won't talk about that yeah. no comment <laughs> I, I completely understand your point but yeah. the, why why the nationality was mentioned is more to do with the history the history i understand uh, the nationality mentioning of, the nationality is fine but having the c word after the nationality yeah. i'm just saying if it was another nationality say a country from the subcontinent and yeah. you said that oh boy yeah when when we no, talk no, no, about no. when when we talk about you know sticking to a belief that that applies to that as well, yeah, but I'm I, I'm digressing. I'm digressing. I Absolutely. saw some stuff on Twitter and I just wanted to talk about it. But yeah, it wasn't good from Wade. It wasn't good from him at all. Um, and and in that situation, he should have been out, and he wouldn't do it again. Yeah, and speaking on that, um, just staying with that topic for now. Um, mm. what is your opinion? Like I've seen a few, um opinion pieces from journalists especially from england yep saying oh now this has happened you know the the rules again should be changed um so that the fielders don't have to appeal the the umpire should just make step a decision in and give it out or yeah make a decision but uh, here's my opinion I, I don't like there there is a process for it you appeal for an lbw as well you appeal for a court um, behind. Not, if that's when we exactly. can nick a court behind and no one appeals, nothing happens. Exactly. Exactly. And mm. to, to to this point, there's literally only <laughs> one bowler that I can think of who celebrates before even appealing, and that's an English bowler in Stuart Court. <laughs> yes. So it's yep. it's um it's an interesting one, but um yeah, it's uh, a lot has gone down already before the World Cup has started. And, yeah. And, um, Butler's reasoning for that was really strange, and mm. I've, I've I haven't heard that before. Just dismiss him, you know what I mean? They, they go, oh, it's it's a long thing, uh, you know. We don't want to cop media hype, and um, we just want to stay focused. But no one's gonna no one's gonna have a go at you for appealing for that. It's clearly yeah, obstructing exactly. the field. Anyway, um, what have you made of the series so far from a cricketing perspective? Um, yeah, it's been good. It's been, uh, I would, I would say it's been underwhelming a bit. Um, it feels like a warm up series, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not lived up to the Australia England hype, um, mm. but some good performances, definitely some good performances, and um, you know, England winning the first one where the opening partnership just teed off mm. um, for England Butler and Alex Hales, and I think Alex Hales as a cricketer is is you know is really good batter at the top Mm. and can do can do his job and um i think that that innings would have sealed his place um somewhat in Mm. in in the starting 11 Mm. um and butler and you know alex here's the chemistry there was for there was it was seen by everyone in the game and 
they mm. they had a partnership of 132 for the first wicket which was really superb and even in the second um one t20 that's going on at the moment the, england did collapse at the start not collapse as such many collapse struggling yeah but milan was um, outstanding yeah exactly well. but milan and even moin ali steadied the ship at the at the and that's the thing with the england and, that's the thing with England that I'll touch on later in the pod is, um, you know, their depth depth in batting is very good. Probably a big question mark I've probably got around them is Ben Stokes' role and position. He hasn't nailed T20 cricket, particularly at number four. Um, I don't know. Do England make a decision to say, do we have him in the team if he's not opening? Um, I don't know, because Liam Livingston's got to come into that side as well eventually. Yeah. Might be for Harry Brook, but Brook's been good of late as well. So... A headache there. Um, yeah, I'm like you. It's been a, sort of like a warm up. I look at the performance of Nathan Ellis. You know, that's been a big positive for me. I'd like to see him as that reserve option, fourth. You know, cab off the rank after Stark, Cummins, and Hazelwood. I want Nathan Ellis to be in the picture regularly in T20 cricket now. Um, over Kane Richardson. Um, yep. and, I love uh, Nathan, speaking, Nathan Ellis. Yeah. Speaking about the bowling attack, especially. Mm. Talking about the first T20, um, Cameron Green and Marcus Stoinis, a bit of a worry there going at over 12. No, I mean, look, Stoinis today bowled beautifully, took three for. Um, and I don't think we're going to require Stoinis to bowl all his overs in a game. I think he's there along with Maxwell to, to fill in the role of that uh, sixth bowling option. You know what I mean? They'll share some overs there. Um, but I think the way Stoinis bowled today, was watching it earlier. He, he bowled really well. So that's a positive. Um, and his batting as well, Stornis, in that first game was really good too. So he's in and, my um, side. He's in my side, Stornis. What are your thoughts on Hazelwood Cummins and Stark going for a going for a few runs? Stark, Stark is a worry for me. Uh, I, I just I expect more consistency from him in T20s. Um, but I'd still pick him in my side and I'd back him. To, to produce because we need that his ability in the death um, with those Yorkers it's very important but we need him to strike early too because last year's World Cup I don't think he was great and um, we're going to have to see what happens this World Cup Absolutely. pressure's on him pressure's on him Absolutely. Um, yeah so I, I don't think this series has told us anything different per se but um, yeah I think I think both sides will be contenders for the World Cup they They've got too much quality to, to write off. Speaking of quality, um, India's second team, third team, brilliant. We chat, we chat, and we go to the ODIs for a sec. Um, you know, I saw before the series on Twitter saying that, you know, South Africa have a great opportunity to make it to, to go up the Super League table, and they did. They had a great opportunity to, but they completely uh, faltered. Um, I was of the belief that India could easily win that series because. Some of those players that are playing in that side are good enough to make the first team on their day. They're, they're very good players. Um, Kuldeep Yadav, he'd, he'd love to be playing South Africa all the time, wouldn't he? Absolutely. I think <laughs> um, he really, really got into the groove in that in that last T20. Yep. Oh, sorry, last um, last one day um, yep. of the series, and um, really showed what he can do in the white ball. And it's it's come a it's come a full circle um, for India with Kuldeep coming back into his form and after sort of staying away for a couple of years from the setup, I think um, he's really, really got back into the, into the mix of things. And even the fastballers that, that bowled in that and that played in that series 
really did a good job yeah. um, overall with Siraj as well really looking Looked forward good. um to seeing him in the in the white ball setup with Avish Khan a really good sort of prospect for the for the future with even Shahbaz Ahmed um the left armer was um was all done right. I, I rate him as a cricketer I think he's yeah, a good player exactly mm. yep and he's done the hard yards um mm. in in domestic as well uh surprisingly the the biggest um not uh worry as such but you know I would I would say again um while you're chasing a score of 99 you shouldn't lose three wickets that's that's mm. um in the in the last one day but i think it, you know it was it's it was right. still the last game and it was it was all right yeah yeah it was a good victory um yeah i was disappointed with south africa under one i don't know if they had you know probably one one eye one and a half eyes on the world cup perhaps you know that's just around the corner and they've got a warm-up game starting next week so I still don't know why most of their players were playing in this in this yeah, one. Yeah, maybe they're thinking of the Super League and they've got to try and make it up the table because they were sitting eleventh. Can at they at that now? point? They they were they were in with the shout had they won that series. I think now, I think they've got Netherlands in January and I can't remember which other team they're hosting. Could be England. I think they've got England and the Netherlands at home in January. Uh, part of the Super League, I think they've got to they've got to win all those games to have a chance of automatic qualification from memory. Um, but I will look at that again. But but if they won this series, which they had a great chance to, um, they would have you know bumped up the 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 table and and and, and yeah. took and took a big step to avoiding those qualifiers. But imagine South Africa in the World Cup qualifiers having to. Oh to go through to the World Cup. Um, it's it's the same case with Sri Lanka as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't yeah. Know, so that, that's why, that's why. Like I was thinking, you know, playing Rabada in that sort of series is a risk and all this stuff, but, you know, they're thinking we've, we've got to win these games so we can, you know, try and make the World Cup automatically. Wasn't yeah, to be absolutely. disappointing. Um, back to T20s, um, the Tri-Series in New Zealand. Now, I wanted to talk to you about this, like, Similar to Australia, England hasn't really told me anything new. New Zealand are strong at home. They've, been, they've played well. Um, I've liked the look of Finn Allen at the top, but he did pick up a little groin niggle today, apparently. So New Zealand will be hoping that it's not too serious. Um, Pakistan relying, again, on the openers. I think we see if the openers both get low scores, they're in trouble. And Bangladesh just lack the power. Yeah. You agree? I I can sense your disappointment um, on on Bangladesh's uh, Look, I, I love but... I love, uh, I love the Tigers, but they're, they're, I, I don't expect anything from them in T Twenty cricket. They just yeah haven't nailed it at all, really. Um, and and I I specifically want to speak about one player from the New Zealand setup is mm. Devon Conway. Mm. Um, what a what a rise to in the international cricket um arena and um. You know, even with T20s, he's been. I think he's he averages really high in T20s as well. Yeah, he averages like fifty-five. Um, yep. In T20 internationals, at a strike rate of one hundred and thirty-five, which is on par with ba- Babur Azam, Virat Kohli, Mohammad Rizwan. Excellent um, numbers. Mm. Excellent numbers. So, do you think he'll be the he'll be the game changer in the World Cup? Yeah, he could be, along with the likes of Finn Allen, um, Glenn Phillips, as we saw today. This is like, I know we'll talk about World Cup predictions soon, but it could be like Australia, England, New Zealand in that group finish on level points. I could really see that happening. It's a strong possibility of that happening. Three strong sides. 
in saying that Finch is out cheaply again, 13 off 13. That's a, that's a worry for Australia as well. You know, Finch as a leader is good, but batting, I'm not sure. But we'll, we'll touch on that later. In terms what's of Conway. Your, what's your prediction? What's your quick one mm. while, while, we, while you touched on Finch? What's your prediction on Finch? Is, it, is this the last we will see of him in the World Cup? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just it's when you um when you're late on the ball a lot and you're not quite picking it up as well as you used to, it's yeah, it's hard to to find your best form again. But I think the key, you know, before we go back to New Zealand again, I think the key for Finch is not to waste deliveries in the World Cup. It's to go as hard as you can and try and make use of the power play and and get as many as you can off as least deliveries as you can. Don't hit 13 off 13 balls, that sort of stuff. That's going to hurt the side. So um, I think that that's, um, that's going to be a focus for Australia. Um, back to Conway. I like him as a player. I think he's a terrific player. But I think te- where teams might look to target him is at the hip, at the rib. So he sort of like plays well out in front of his body and he's not quite comfortable with that line and length. So that's where teams might look to bolt him to keep him quiet. If you give him width, he'll he'll hammer you. Um, so you've got yeah. to try keep it on a good length at the hip, at the rib cage. Maybe put a man out at deep uh, deep square and um and see how you go there. Um, try tuck him up, but um definitely one to watch in the World Cup. Um, what do you make of New Zealand's bowling attack? Um, yeah, it's you know, uh, it's looking Saudi trend bowled. It's a good um, one, Saudi. When you think of Australian conditions, you know, I had someone yesterday tell me like, you know, because I tweeted that you know we could have a situation where. England, Australia, New Zealand can finish on level points. It's a significant possibility. Yeah. Then someone replied and said, how do you see New Zealand there? Because they don't perform well in Australia typically. And that's a good point. But I look at that bowling attack. I think they'll, they'll do quite well uh, at particular stages with, with Bolt and Southie. And then you've got you know, one of Lockie Ferguson or Adam Milne's bowling well. They've got a good attack. Good attack. And they've got variety there. So- so you're ruling out Afghanistan altogether. Um, I think in these conditions, yeah. I mean, if it was in um, if it was in Asia, um, that would be there'd be a chance. But I think in these conditions against uh, pace bowling, um, it's hard for them to make top two in that group. I think. I think. I'm I'm going to predict an upset. You can't even call it an upset anymore with Afghanistan. Um, it's just they, because... they, they look. They're a good side, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But as you saw in sort of last year's World Cup and in the Asia Cup as well, matching it with the top sides regularly, yeah. they're not quite at that level yet. That's that's my point. I'm saying like they I love Afghanistan as a team. I think they've come a long way. What's your upset? Um, I'm um I'm still going to call call an upset, um, either against England or New Zealand. Um, they'll win it. They'll win one of those yeah. games. Yeah, especially since we have seen what Rashid Khan and Mujib can do where, in Australia where are, during the Big Bash. Where are those games um, at? Um, I'm not sure. I'll have to check. Afghanistan, um, New Zealand is in Melbourne. Uh, I think yep. MCG. That'll be interesting. Um, Afghanistan, England is in Perth. Um, can you so, see Afghanistan challenging England in Perth? It all depends. It all depends on those two players. Um, from the, from their bowling attack is Rashid and but the, the, that's my point is like, can we can we see spin playing a huge factor at Perth in Australian conditions? We talk about well, the fresh wickets. 
I think I think in T20 you can't rule out rule that out really is what I'm saying is I think we have mm. seen what Rashid can do really he he's a superstar in Big Bash um he's gone true or... true but this is a different level so you talk about international from Big Bash to international cricket uh international yeah, quality I think, players I think there's I just I can oh. feel it that there's going to be nice. some okay, we'll keep, we'll, upset there. Okay, we'll keep the receipt of that and we'll we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll come back to it. But no, it's a good call. Um, uh, look, I rate Afghanistan as a side whether their batting can hold up in these conditions against the, the you know the top teams. That's going to be the question. That's why I'm like, I think they can challenge a couple of the sides, but where they can go all the way yep. and, and win those games is going to be the big the big test because um yeah I don't think a lot of their players are, you know I know you've mentioned Rashid and Mujib but. A lot of their players don't have a lot of experience here, so mm. that's going to be that's going to be a key question. But um, I look forward to that group; it'd be a good one, along with, of course, the India-Pakistan group as well. That'd Definitely. be good. Um, before we before we go into uh, some predictions on the World Cup, um, I'd, I'd like to touch on the WBBL that that kicks off tomorrow, uh, Thursday night here in Australia, and I think. You know, we've got a number of very good squads in that tournament and it should be competitive. Is there a team or two that you think um, look the, the teams to beat? I have to say Hurricanes now, don't I? You um, have to, Dan. <laughs> I, think, I, think I, I, I think I'll go with Hurricanes because... Um, you have to, mate. You know, I've, I've, um, I've been involved with them for a, for a while now and I just... Um, I met with uh, their captain, Elise the other day as well and she's nice. she seems pretty confident um yep. about their chances and she's she they've got a really strong squad with um some internationals in yeah. Zelly and John Dupree and um Haley Jensen as well from New Zealand. Yep. yep. Um with Elise herself um pretty experienced and Molly Strano their superstar again. So there's they've got a good balance with some local talent as well and you know Last year's WNCL champions, um, Tazzy, mm-hmm. they've got a pretty similar squad. So yep. I think I think nice. um, Hurricanes have a really good chance here. Yep. Hopefully their their pace attack holds up well because they've they've lost a yeah. couple of players in that area, particularly Taylor Vlamink, um, who's not playing yep. in the tournament anyway. But but you know that cutting edge is going to be important for them. Um, I look at the strikers; they look super strong. Um, you know, of course, uh, and you got Talia McGrath there leading the way. Um, their death bowling will probably come under the question, but, you know, DeAndre Dotson is there on board now, um, along with another big in of Anusu Mushangwe, Ella Wilson. Um, losing Sarah Coit is going to be a big one in terms of the death bowling, but mm. they look a good side. So do the Brisbane Heat as well. I think the, the Grace Harris, super player. Um, they've got... Uh, We've got Amelia Kerr in there as well, Pooja Vastrika, Danny Wyatt, Jess Kerr. It's a wonderful squad that they've built um, in terms of the combination of the Australian talent and then their overseas talent as well. So interested to see how they go along with the Renegades. They're, they're a team I'm looking out for as well um, with, with some good paces uh, like Shubni Mismal in there as well. And they've got Hayley Matthews on board. Um, Even so Harman, Harman Preet Kaur Harman Preet as well. Kaur, of course. She was unbelievable last season. So it'll be an interesting tournament. I'm, I'm looking at those three teams in particular and watching watching out for them, see how they go. 
Absolutely, absolutely, and really looking forward to the um, this year's WBBL, which starts tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I mean, for the WBBL last year, sort of broke records in terms of ratings, in terms of yeah. crowd attendances. So, I hope it can go one step further this year. It could be a challenge. It's it's at the same time as the World Cup, so yeah. I hope it can still perform well, um, ratings wise, crowd wise. Um, you know, and I hope there's still a decent amount of attention around it, given that the World Cup is on. But yeah. I think the quality of it's always improving and uh, there'll, there'll be enough coverage on it, which will be great. Moving on to the, the World Cup, um, moving on to our takes for this episode, giving giving our predictions for the upcoming T20 World Cup. We'll start <laughs> with you, Shabla. So firstly, let's, let's, um, let's try this way. Firstly, um, give me your predictions for the two teams that will come out of the qualifiers and go into the into the Super Twelve. It's four, isn't it? Four. Oh, sorry, four. Yeah, two from each two. group. Um, yeah, I've got West Indies and Sri Lanka to to go through. I think they sh- they sh- both should, even though the West Indies worry me. They they should go out of that group. Um, so out 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 of the out of Group yep. A, which is yep. Netherlands, Sri Lanka, UAE, and Namibia. Which two I'll, teams do you I'll think go in Namibia go? along with Sri Lanka? Yep. Um Netherlands could be in with a shout, but but I'll go Namibia in that. The other one is a tough, tough, tough group. I'll go West Indies in one of them, and I've liked what I've seen from Zimbabwe this year. And I'll go Zimbabwe to join them. But yeah. both Ireland and Scotland are capable of producing good performances on their day as well. But I think Zimbabwe, Absolutely. what they've shown this year. Uh, you know, the, the experience of playing Australia, India, although they were in the one-day format, excellent experience. Um, and they performed well in those games. Mm. I'll go Zimbabwe. So I'll go West Indies, Zimbabwe, Sri Lanka, and Namibia as the four to go into the Super 12s. Yeah. I'll I'll be, I'll, I'm the same. I'll go straight, pretty much exactly the same thing. Sri Lanka, mm. Namibia, and West Indies, Zimbabwe, I think. That's boring. All those four teams have been. <laughs> I've had a it, well. They have had a strong last few months, and um, you know, especially Namibia and Zimbabwe have done really yeah. good. Have sort of improved a lot um on their recent performances, and um, I think they'll be the teams to look out for. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, moving on to the main stage of of the World Cup, uh, the main groups of the World Cup. So, Group One. Uh, out of England, New Zealand, Australia, Afghanistan, and the two qualifiers, um, mm. what do you think? Tough. You already said that you you think there will be a three way tie. Could be. Uh, but if you had to pick two, or if you had to pick one, the remaining one. Yeah, Australia. Are... <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, uh, one thing I will say is Australia's batting has been a bit iffy in this home season, uh, but at the same time, when it comes to World Cups, the team always steps up a notch. So look, I'll go Australia yeah. to get out of the group, fingers crossed. Uh, and I'll go, uh, look, I'll go with England for the other one, simply because they've got too much depth and power to write off. Um, and then back on my point around New Zealand in Australia, they worry me. Um, yeah. Their record in Australia is iffy. Um, whether they can nail it consistently here is, is going to be the big question. And just what I said about Afghanistan earlier, they, 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 that's three very good sides in that group, whether they can match it with those sides and get into the top two out of six in a group like that is it probably 
a bridge too far for them at the moment. Uh, but as you said, they can certainly challenge side. So I've got Australia and England there. What about yourself? Um, so you don't think either of uh, which team is going into that group? Is I'm it trying Sri to remember. Or... Uh, it will be Sri Lanka from memory. Uh, let me go yeah. back and see the, the matches. So it, it's um, from the group A goes to group one, um, I believe. Yep. And that's Sri and Lanka, then, isn't it? Yeah. Very likely to be Sri, Sri Lanka. Lanka. Yep. Yeah. So no, no. Do you, you think Sri Lanka can cannot give any? You know what? They're they're, they're a good side too, um, as we saw in the Asia Cup. But um, similar to Afghanistan in the sense that had this World Cup been in Asia, definitely a shot. These yeah. conditions, probably again a bridge too far. But that's not to say they can't cause their upset. Uh, but finishing top two in in a six team group might be might be a tough ask. Hmm. Yeah, I'm the same in that group. I think I'll go with um, Australia and England as well. Um, there's not much uh, yeah. between us today in the, in the, in these yeah. takes, but um, uh, yeah, it, it looks pretty straightforward to me aside from an upset hero there in that group. But I think Australia and England will pretty comfortably step ahead of that um, mm. other other teams in that in that group, and then they'll they'll move on to the semifinals. I think what I want to see as well is you know. I hope the toss doesn't have a huge factor this time of the year, yeah. but they might be due. Um, so again, the, the the toss and things like that will have a factor as well. But but logically yep. speaking, looking at the strength of the sides, I'll go Australia and England, look the two top sides, given where it's being played uh, in Australia and um, yeah, the makeup of the two units. So I'll go with Australia and England there. Group two, big group. Oh, I think or, I'll I'll go with India and Pakistan. Um, Pakistan, okay. Yeah, so I think no South Africa. No, nah, not I don't I don't think so. Um, okay. Given their given their troubles with their captain and even though they have a really good middle middle order, um, mm. as long I think as long as better better middle order, better middle order than better middle order than Pakistan's based on the evidence yes. we've seen. Yep. But I think Pakistan will come good um, mm. when when they need to. Yep. Um. But again, like Pakistan, a very very unpredictable team, they so we, you can't really say. But I think India and Pakistan will will move um okay. sort of clear of that of the other teams in that in that group, and then India, Pakistan, and Australia, England would be the would be the semifinals. Okay. The one thing, a couple of things that concern me about Pakistan is. Shaheen Shah Afridi's lack of fitness or lack of match uh, game time. Yep. Um, the reliance, of course, on Rizwan and Baba. So I just feel Pakistan need a game to follow a certain pattern to be successful. So Baba and Rizwan to put on a big opening stand, number one, and or Shaheen Shah Afridi to take wickets up front in the power play. I look at the other bowlers. Harris Ralph is more, you know, an option. The back end at the death, he's been very good. But I'm looking up front strike bowler, Shaheen Shah Afridi. South Africa's pace attack for me is very hard to ignore, as is their middle order and their power game and their depth. So the thing I worry about South Africa, as you mentioned, the captain, but also the fact that they were in India so close to the tournament. Yeah. Um, traveling back. And getting ready for the World Cup, how they'll they'll cope with that as well. Yeah, but but I will I will go with South Africa in my top uh, four. Uh, I'll go I'll go the Proteas. 
I just think I, I like them as a unit. They've got a lot of power. Along, along, along with India or? Along with India. I think yeah. both sides have got really deep batting lineups that you can turn to different players in a time of need to, to win you a game. Um, yeah. And I like the, the, the South Africa pace attack. I think they'll be good in these conditions. So, if if you if you had to pick a player of the series, Ooh, a player of the tournament, like a... yeah, final yeah, uh, I'm going with Surya Kumar Yadav. Nice, yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good shout. Um, I think if Australia win the tournament, I think I reckon we'll probably go to David Warner. I reckon Warner Warner's a good shout for it. Yeah. You know, at home, yeah, excellent, choice, yeah. excellent player. Um, that's the top of my head. Of course, there are heaps of contenders, but yeah, I think, and I think if Australia gets to the final at the MCG full house, um, I think Australia will win the tournament. Yeah, so big yeah. call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. It, it is, it is, but I think um, the home ground advantage, I think, is massive. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think um, I just have this feeling that India might get ahead. Nice. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm being biased, but I think it, it, I think it's going to be an India England final. India um, England. Okay. Yep. And um, yeah, India will just push ahead, um, and Surya Kumar Yadav will have a will have a great tournament. He's playing um, so yeah. well, isn't he? Uh, yeah. 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 The, the thing I have for India, can, and I, um, I think I also think Virat Kohli will have a great tournament. Oh yeah, he's playing well too. He's he's, he's hitting some nice form. The thing with India though, is, is there any mental baggage that's going to be there? Because they've, they've been thereabouts. Um, they haven't had the best of times in multi-team tournaments. That's another question that I've got. Um, but talent-wise, I think they leave depth, leave depth all that behind this time. They should. And, they yeah. should. If you get some good returns from Rohit and KL Rahul at the top as well, that makes India even Absolutely. more dangerous. Um, Absolutely. Really exciting times. Yep. Um, you have any Chabra. contenders before we finish it? Before we finish, do you have any contenders for like top run scorer, top wicket taker? Anyone in mind? Well, or? As, as I said, Surya Kumar Yadav will be the, the top run scorer. Um, yep. Top wicket taker is a bit is a bit hard one, but I... I <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not calling it right we, now. We I'll call it on the it. next uh, next week's podcast. Yeah, I'll, we can call, I'll call it next, it next week. week's podcast. Call it next week. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Shabel. Um, this has been lovely. Uh, as always, discussing the World Cup. That's um, almost upon us next week. Uh, starts Sunday with the qualifiers in Geelong um, mm-hmm. and Hobart. And then we move on to the main stage and the Super 12s stage of the World Cup. So really looking forward to discussing the World Cup with you and along with the um, Women's Big Bash as well, which is going to start tomorrow as well. I hope you have enjoyed this episode to all our listeners. And I do sincerely hope you keep listening to all the other episodes, um, all the next ones. Thank you, Shavel, and have a good night. You too.